Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. We are back with another another episode recap. Episode two here was a really good episode. I am your host, Dylan Bird, along with my co-host, Ryan Winthrop. What's up, Ryan? It was another great week, and I'm so happy to be back again. Dylan, it was a crazy episode, a lot going on. I, it, I felt like it started to make me go crazy, and I feel like um, at this point, uh, butterflies are just dead relatives that are coming to say hello. <laughs> Look, all I got, all I got to say is that Nothing. first of all, hilarious, you hilarious catchphrase for me. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I, unfortunately, I, I don't remember what the other ones were, so I don't have it. Uh, I should have, I, I should have kept track. Now, now I can, now I can't vote. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, we are gonna have, we have a lot to talk about because there was a lot that was fit into that episode. Um, I really enjoyed it personally, and I have to say, I almost felt like Tiffany uh, in the middle of that episode, trying to keep track of all the idols and the votes. And it was, it was just, it was a lot going on. That's all I have to say. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to be back here. Excited to talk about this. Um, anything else you got to say before we get right into it? I have to just say, I know we're going to go through the episode, um, and cover all the main points, but I have to say, I have to give credit to the editing. I feel like, um, and granted, I'm not talking about the slow-mo editing, because I have my own thoughts about the slow-mo during challenges. I'm not a huge fan, but I will say when it comes to the strategic editing, and um, just making sure that we as the audience really don't know what's happening. I have to give them a lot of credit because I thought for sure Tiffany throwing out that foreshadowing line in the middle of the episode and her going paranoid. I'm like, okay, this is her. This is her big episode. She fails the balance beam. She gets paranoid. She goes home. And they're like, no, we're going to make it Xander. Oh, no, it's actually Boche. So I got to give them credit for the editing. Yeah, the editing was awesome tonight. Again, going to get into that uh, shortly. Want to remind everyone before we get started here to like this video if you're watching right now. Also, subscribe to this channel if you are not already. Subscribe on Apple. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a nice review as well. Uh, subscribe to us on Spotify as well. Um, follow us Twitter and Instagram at Soul Survivor Pod. And let's get right to it here. So Voce voted out, uh, voted out here. Uh, the second member of this Yase tribe voted out. I got to say... As you said, the editing was exceptional in this episode. I did not see that coming. I was watching my friends upstairs. They said to me, they're like, all right, who do you think is going home? And I literally couldn't decide between um, Xander and Tiffany. And the next thing I know, Voce is walking out the door. So phenomenal editing. Um, again, I, I just thought that this was just a complete misdirect and it was not going to have any effect on um, the Voce thing. I thought it was just they were just throwing another name out there. Um, plus, you know, Voce didn't have a lot of airtime in this episode. So I really yeah. didn't think that what? No, I was saying, yeah, like he, he got like one confessional, yeah. a complete blindside. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so so that's that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I uh, he he didn't really get any confessionals, so I'm thinking, you know, his story's not over yet. Next thing you know, uh, next thing you know, he's he's headed out the door, and as he says, walking out the door, he goes fail and just walks out. I mean, that it, what do you expect this guy to go out any other way? It was pretty funny, but uh, yeah, it was. It was interesting. Um, I would like to, you know, before, uh, usually we go chronologically, but I think it'd be better if we just get into the vote right away here, talk through it, and then we'll go chronologically and start talking about the other things that happened throughout the episode. Um, I I want to talk about the strategy that went behind this. What are your thoughts? Do you think they made the right choice to vote out Voce? Um, because I certainly have my thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I, I would just say that I'm sad. I, I think we said both in the preseason and last episode that Voce is going to be a great character on the show, whether he's here for a while or whether he flames out early. And I feel bad because he didn't really flame out. I think he just got a little bit unlucky with how some of the the um, tribe dynamics shaked out. But no, I, I do think that to answer your question, it might have been the right move. Um, obviously not for Xander, but Xander, Xander didn't vote. So I guess it doesn't really matter for him. But 
I guess for the ladies, I do think it makes sense. Um, we, you and I were talking before the podcast, and we were saying how Xander, he's younger than Voce. He's more impressionable. He's more likely to give up secrets. I mean, he spilled everything to Evie and uh, Voce tonight. And Voce seems like he could be a very smart player down the road. He's not going to be as forthcoming with secrets. So I feel like if Evie wants to roll with the girls and the girls feel like Voce can be a bigger threat down the road and Xander's going to be keep spilling information, I think it may have been the right move. Yeah, that's kind of what I think um, at first. Well, first of all, um, I, th- I thought that originally Evie was going to be in trouble in this episode. They kind of, you know, showed her playing both sides and obviously she did it very well. But I thought, you know, when players try to play both sides this early in the game, it usually doesn't go well, especially with her going off at the summit. I was like, well, now people are going to realize that she's going because naturally the four of them that were at camp, were going to talk. They're going to realize that you know, Evie is playing both sides and they're going to be like, well, that's actually really dangerous. We actually have to get her out instead. Like, let's screw all the, screw all the other plans. I was very wrong. Um, Evie has done an exceptional job, especially this episode. She was brilliant. Um, seems to be completely running the show over at the Asse camp, as well as Liana, who I have to say did a phenomenal job, not only in the challenge, but strategically next to Evie as well. I know you mentioned that to me. You texted me. You're like, wow, Liana really surprised me this episode. And that is true. Um, now talking about, you know, the strategics that went behind this, clearly those three girls feel very strongly together that, that they didn't even care about, um, the fact that Tiffany screwed up the challenge. Um, plus I think Tiffany, maybe she didn't, based on what she said at camp, maybe she was just being like a little delusional, but maybe, maybe they may, maybe they kind of blew it up and s- made it seem like that she screwed up a little bit more than she actually did. Um, cause they did the slow-mo, you know, they kind of just focused in on her struggling, but it didn't seem like they were that far back in the puzzle. Like maybe she didn't screw up that much to the point where it was as noticeable for other people that were there. Um, but yeah, I, I think that those three girls on the Yase tribe clearly have a very strong bond. The fact that they were they were completely seemingly together no matter what happened. Obviously, Tiffany was panicking, but I think that you know Tiffany was in, was was right to panic. Uh, she didn't know she didn't know anything about the idol. She was not Evie. She had not read the note, so it was. I thought it was a good thought by her. Well, maybe he could actually just play the idol and then I'll be screwed. Like I like it showed the editing showed her being very paranoid, but I think she was in the right to be paranoid about a situation like that. Yeah, I think just to give us more of a up-in-the-air decision of who was going home, maybe it was more obvious than we were led to believe, but maybe they did overblow her paranoia. I do think she does deserve credit. You know, Obviously, Evie gets a lot of credit this episode for being in the driver's seat and playing the middle. Um, she could have been spilling too much, but so far, no one seemed to have picked up on it, so she's doing a good job. I texted you, I do think Liana is going to be a player on the rise. I think if Evie ever gets perceived to be the, uh, I guess, the biggest threat in the game, I could see Liana then making her move and then becoming the new biggest player if Evie ever gets taken out. So I do like Liana. And I do think Tiffany should get some credit here because you're right. I mean, she wisely realizes that, you know, Evie may have seen the notes and Evie could be close with Xander. So she's giving me right information, but Xander could also technically have been lying and he could have a real type of real idol instead of this beware idol. And if it's real, Tiffany was going to go. So she thinks the safest move for her is to flip it to Voce. So she has to get some credit there as well. Yeah, and as you said before, I think this could have been the correct move for for the girls no matter what. Because think about it, now those girls not only hold all the power, they know where all the advantages within the tribe lay. They're three to one up in numbers, and they have Xander, who's the stronger challenge player anyway. So you know Xander's going to be pretty much a straight shooter with you. Like Even though he's found the advantages, you know he's a player, you know he's smart, you know he came to play. He gave you all the information. You know exactly what this crazy idol is. You know um, that he has an extra vote. And now I feel like, you know what, his extra vote, it doesn't even matter right now on the tribe because them three could just go right against him. So if he does happen to get his votes back, 
which by the way, we'll talk about that advantage because it was a little crazy. Um, if he does get his votes back, you are still outnumbering him three two, even with the extra vote. So I think that that they saw Voce as a potential power player down the road in the game. He was clearly, it seems like Voce was maybe trying to lay a little bit low at the beginning, um, but he clearly had big plans in this game. Um, and I think that they could have made the right move. They, I think they did make the right move by voting out Voce. You know, if you're, if you're, you know, them three and Xander, again, you know where all the advantages lay and you could vote them out at any time if you were to lose the next challenge. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens next episode because from what we see in the, uh, the the preview for next time, it doesn't seem like they're swapping. So we're still in three tribes and uh, Yase is obviously down uh, six to five to four. So there are two members already behind Luvu. And I, I don't want to call my shot, but I almost wonder if this could be like a parallel to Kagiyan in a way. And I don't think this is going to happen because they're obviously two different types of groups of players. But if you remember in Kagiyan, you see uh, the Brains Tribe, let's go, David Sampson. And then the girls get together and they vote out Garrett and blindside Spencer. So you're like, oh, well, Spencer's going to be gone next because Jatia is horrendous at the challenges. And then you see, um, you know, uh, next episode, Bryce goes home. But then in episode four, um, you see Jatia once again uh, loses the challenge for them in the water. And you think, okay, well, Spencer's still going to go because, you know, you know, basically the girls made a final three together and then they vote out Jatia anyway and they keep Xander. So even though I think Tiffany could still be here for a bit, I would not be surprised if next episode Yase loses again and Tiffany struggles again. And then Evie and Liana say, you know what, let's just keep Xander for his strength and let's just get rid of Tiff. I could see the parallel happening. Yeah, uh, I think you make a good point bringing up Kagayan. Obviously, we have to see what happens. You know, the next challenge, you know, people always say, you know, keep keep the tribe strong and, you know, well, they could lose next challenge, but you don't know. Maybe it's less of a physical challenge and more of a mental type challenge and they outsmart people in the next challenge. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. Plus, the other tribes are going to have to sit people out. So you don't know them. They're four versus another four. Liana and Xander are very, very strong in the challenges and Evie's done a great job as well. So I think that, you know, maybe, you know, they do subtract Voce, but possibly, you know, if Tiffany has a good challenge the next time, then they're going to be right in it. So I think that, you know, strategically, this was probably the right move. Again, they get rid of the loose cannon that could have been, which was Voce. And they have, now they know everything that's going on. The girls are pretty much in complete control. Obviously, has uh, Tiffany has some probably work to do <laughs> in terms of uh, challenges and stuff like that. But Tiffany is doing a very good job socially. Yeah, I have one more thing to say about the tribal, unless you have something else before we dive into the rest of the episode. Um, Maybe the episode was overblowing it, but do you feel like the edit was trying to hint at us very subtly that they're going to get rid of Voce because he's clearly very smart? They've brought up now two tribals in a row where Jeff's like, Voce, you know fractions. You knew it was 16.6667. And like, are you very smart? Are you like, you're a neurosurgeon? Do you think they were, even though I doubt that that was the main reason they got rid of him, do you think they were trying to subtly hint at us like he's very smart and that's a key reason why they, they were scared of him? Yeah, I think I think that they were definitely... Um... And just bear with me as I retweet out our live stream right now. But uh, yeah, I, th I think important. that they were, uh, I think that they were, um, I think that they were kind of hinting at it. I mean, again, we saw from the pregame press that Voce was going to be this type of possibly power player or aggressive player. We didn't really get that much in the show from him. Uh, last week, we kind of got a goofy edit from him. Um, but as you said, they were really hinting that he was he was definitely smart, and and others did see him that way. So I think that maybe they may have been kind of dropping hints. But my guess as to why we didn't see much of him is because I think clearly this Yase tribe is probably going to have a lot of impact on the rest of the game. Um, I think the four players there, or at least three out of the four, could be big power players in this game. Um, we know that you know, I've heard this mentioned on other podcasts, but 
as the when you, you know when you're in a tribe like this that's very small and it gets and it's those tribes that get whittled down those people become very close and they become pretty much inseparable the rest of the game so i think you know you could see a strong yase four possibly or yase three the rest of the game um and again if they take xander with them well xander's going to be indebted to them now because they have already saved him and he has all the advantages and they know that so they're gonna they're deciding right now all right we could use xander's advantages to our power in this game um, so again, I do think voting out Voce was the right move. Um, even though I don't know if everyone will see it that way. Yeah. And listen, any new fans out there, don't count Yase out. We see all the time that to Dylan's point, whenever tribes get whittled down, they um usually can make it far in the game. You, you know, we always talk about um, you know, the the, the three brains in Kagiyan making it to the final six. And uh, we always talk about the intentional Matt Singh in Philippines where Malcolm and Denise make it to the final four and Denise wins. So people debate like intentionally is it a strategy to you know whittle down your tribe because they always they always say the best players are the ones who go to tribal and understand how to maneuver through votes rather than people who don't go into the, to their first tribal until the merge because then they're at a severe disadvantage because they haven't had to strategize yet so don't count yasai out even though they're at a disadvantage yeah uh yeah no definitely for sure um, I'm excited to see how this plays out going forward. Now I want to start to go and talk about, you know, usually we do a chronological. We just got, we just got some talking about the vote, which we'll get back to later, but let's go through chron- chronologically again. So we start off with Ua, um, and Brad is doing his best Tony impression, the best he could going and spying on Ricard and JD. Um, as, as you wrote spy shack 2.0, I mean, this was, this was just hilarious. Um, Look, I think Brad is a phenomenal character, and I think the fact that they keep showing him like this is he's going to be the Keith Nail this season, the go- the goofy guy who doesn't necessarily have that much game, but is maybe a better player than you think at the same time. Um, I-, I I think that, that that Ua tribe, again, I wish we had gotten more of them today. Now it's clear that we didn't get them because they ended up winning immunity. Um, but that Ua tribe is so much fun. I'm, I'm excited to see them going forward. Um, I pretty much love every single player on that tribe right now. Yeah, the, uh, the the Tony Award for the best Tony impersonation goes <laughs> to uh, you know, yeah, no, Brad just dashing down the beach was so funny to watch, and and I think he did it like right in front of Genie, and, and Genie was just like like what is he doing? He's just chasing yeah. after the guys. Um, yeah, I mean we'll we'll talk about the ramifications in just a second, but um, I have to say that I have to give him credit for being perceptive. You know, a big thing in this game is to notice when people are calm, when people are freaking out, and I think that. JD's name was clearly thrown around a couple of times during episode one last week, and JD may have been on the hot seat. And Brad notices right away the next morning, JD's very calm, clearly because JD got his advantage from the reward slash risk uh, opportunity. So I will give Brad some credit for being perceptive. However, what happens next is um, not 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 super great for Brad. Yeah, I mean, look, I... I... Look, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen going forward. If you look at the, uh, if you look at the, um, the preview of next week, it looks like that Brad and Shan maybe, maybe you know, working together. I'm curious to see what what Brad's fate ends up being um, in this game and on this tribe. Um, but look, I'm, I'm a big Brad fan so far. He's he, again, he's clearly going to find himself in a lot of these situations where it looks like he's being goofy and maybe not that you know, not that all there. Um, but I'm excited for it because again, you always need Brad on a season. Yeah, well, the thing about Brad is that, and I think this just proves once again, even though we saw very little, I think we saw the least of Uwa and then a little bit more of Luvu, and then the rest of the episode was all about Yase. But um, Bre- Shan is clearly, we, we said last week, Shan is doing a great job. She's one of the probably the top three well-positioned players in this game so far. 
And she's obviously good with everybody because Brad goes right to her and says, I just spied on the guys. I'll tell you more later um, once we have some alone time. And then Shannon immediately goes and tells Ricard. Now, I don't know if um, how much Brad got to, to tell her before she goes and tells Ricard, but it's clear from her confessional. And I feel like people don't lie to us in confessional, so we should believe her that Ricard is her number one ally. So they're obviously going to tell each other everything. And I, I have to give Shannon one more piece of credit that like she says, like, look, I'm happy that Brad's going to run and tell me things. I want someone like that in the game. But how do I know he won't eventually do that to me? How do I know he won't spy on me at some point if he gets a better offer and then I'm the one getting spied on and then he maybe won't go tell me. So I had to give Shan more credit there for being perceptive to that regard. Yeah, and like you said, Shan goes and tells Ricard um, right away. Shan is kind of playing that Evie-like game of that tribe. She's playing basically with everybody, both sides. I think that could be dangerous, but I also think that if she does it well enough, then it's going to look brilliant. <laughs> and I have to say, and, and granted, I, I, I think we're both giving Evie and Shan a lot of credit. I think you and I would say they're some of the best players so far this season, even though we're only two episodes in. And maybe it's just the edit that's like coloring my perspective. I feel like Shan is playing the middle or plan is shan is playing more sneaky but I, I feel like it's less sloppy like evie i feel like is doing a really good job and she's playing the middle and no one seems to have seems to have caught her yet however i feel like it could be seen as a bit more messy so i feel like shan's doing a slightly better job of playing the middle but evie definitely deserves credits yeah no we don't yeah i, I do agree with that um and we don't we don't get any time from genie pretty much at all this episode we do get a little bit of we yeah we do we do get a little bit of jd um where it looks like you know he's just a little bit more calm after the vote um again i think jd will do a great job just recovering socially because he's a guy that seems like you'd want to work with him so i mean that's pretty much all for ua this entire uh this entire episode but let's get to luvu now where we had a major redemption episode for nazir who had a great great episode um in the brief three two to three minutes that he was on air tonight look he is he's done the ultimate old school survivor recovery method. And that is just being the provider around camp. Now we figured that he was going to be this last week. He looked a little bit shaky with the, you know, in terms of socially, he was, you know, a little bit, all, a little bit all over the place. Um, and we thought he may be in trouble. And we were talking about next vote, next poss possible, like most in trouble next vote out. And we thought that Nasir was one of those people. Um, and if they had gone to, if they had gone to tribal tonight, I don't think Nasir would have been voted out. Um, he seemed to have had a very nice episode seems like the rest of the camp is relying on him, you know, learning how to make fire, um, getting the coconuts. He's, you know, throwing, throwing the machetes at the trees. He's starting fire in less than one minute. I mean, this guy literally grew up in Sri Lanka in, you know, these types of conditions. He knows how to survive. Um, and this is what we expected from this year. I think he's going to be a great character throughout the season. We'll see what happens. Um, but I'm excited that we got to see a little bit more of him and not, you know, just that like screwed type of editing towards him, you know? Yeah, no, I, I I love me some Nasir. He's a great character. He's obviously a great provider around camp. And um, again, the editing, they, they they throw us off. I feel like you and I are seasoned watchers of the show now. And we have to just learn to just keep a very neutral opinion until we get like concrete facts. Because they, they will throw you off with any hints. Like I remember last episode, the next time on was like, oh, Sydney says we're going to use him for his knowledge and then get rid of him. But what they didn't show you was the second half of her sentence, which is, uh, initially we wanted to use his knowledge and get rid of him, but now we have to keep him because he is so essential to us at camp and I don't want to lose Nasir. And clearly he's pretty good at the challenges as well. He was, he was very effective on that obstacle course. So big redemption arc for Nasir. Um, he just comes off as so likable, Dylan. 
Yeah, uh, I, I'm really excited for Nazir again. I think he, he recovered very nicely. Um, we also saw a nice episode from Deshaun as well. Um, I do want to get, 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 get down to that a little bit towards where we actually like have him more involved. Um, but let's talk about, you know, right after this, it goes to Yase and we get the Beware idol, which, um, Xander, Xander finds, um, in place of, you know, right where Tiffany was looking last week, right where Jeff showed us that one time with the split tree, it is on every beach. And, you know, it's the beware advantage. So, you know, you get an advantage, you know, you're walking on Survivor, your dream is to find an idol. Your dream is to find an advantage. And Xander does just that. And it says beware. You're going to have to, obviously, it says he, it, it, there's some risk involved. So you think, all right, risk involved. How bad could it be? And the answer is, it's so bad that it could possibly be a one-way ticket off the island. That's how bad <laughs> that, that this risk could be. Um, what and and uh, just to just to specify the, basically what this beware idol is, is that you need the people on the other beaches to find it. And then you all yell out your phrases at tribe at, uh, at the immunity challenge. And then once everybody says their phrase, it gets all activated for all three players. Now, let me tell you, that is a lot of relying on other people that you have no contact with. And I mean, you're, you literally aren't, you aren't able to vote in what's already a five person tribe. I mean, that is a, what a massive, massive risk and what a massive, massive uh, disadvantage it is for, for Xander here. This was bad. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're going to get to the fallout of what he tells his allies, but this was bad. I mean, I, I can't even blame him. I feel like you and I, if we ever get on the show and it, it says to us, you have to decide if you want the title or not, but accept the consequences. If you do, I feel like with the camera looking at me and with me being a fan of the show, I can't not, not, I can't turn it down. I would definitely take it. Um, had I known what was in there, I would have turned away so quick. Like this is, as Stephen was saying this on Twitter, like this is like a horrible advantage because like you said, Dylan, you're relying on other people. You can't vote until you, not only do your, does your idol have no power until people find their idols, you can't even vote. So I'm assuming that, you know, production wants these idols to be found. So I'm sure they're going to be found very soon, but imagine they aren't found. Like you're not going to be able to vote for a long time. Um, the only way that you can vote is if somehow you eventually swap and you say to somebody, look, I need to be able to vote. I'll tell you where the idol is. So like that, this is rough for him. I mean, granted, I don't like what he did after this, but like, that is a terrible advantage, Dylan. Yeah. So the thing is, is that everyone was going to, cause they lost the challenge. Everyone was going to know that he was not able to vote anyway. So he would have had to tell them something. I don't know if he would, he, he would, I, I would have, I probably wouldn't have told them that it was an idol that the reason I couldn't vote. Um, I think Xander's fatal flaw in this game so far, and we'll see if it actually ends up being a fatal flaw, but his flaw in this game so far has been the fact that he's just so willing and trust trusting of his other tribe mates and just willing to tell them everything. I think that matters to a point. I think he did, he made the right move last week to tell them what happened, but if you find an idol, I mean, I, I know that this was a complicated idol and, you know, in Xander's mind, he's only 20 years old. He's probably thinking to himself, this has never happened before. I've never seen this before. I don't know what to do. I'm going to tell somebody else because this is just, it's, it's such a crazy thing that I have to tell someone. I understand that part, but you knowing you already have the extra vote and you already told them about that, you could not go and tell them about the idol, especially not Evie. If you, you know, you told Voce fine, maybe because they were very tight. You cannot go tell Evie. Um, and I do credit Evie for, you know, being that good socially that she was able to get that info out of them. But Xander was just way too willing to tell them everything that he had found. And it, obviously it, it makes him a big threat. Um, now, what are my actual thoughts on this idol is that, you know, it, it's a killer because in any other season, Xander's in the best spot in the world right now. 
and now he may be in the worst spot in the in the world because that's how that's how that's how much this idol this how that's how much this beware advantage has now swung the game. So do I like it? I like the fact that it's different. I think the secret phrase is hilarious. I mean, him, him. First of all, credit to Xander for working that in so perfectly. He really did. Nobody, as he says, the other tribes can't do their jobs right now and can't find the idols. Um, I do think that Xander played that part very well. I think the secret phrases are amazing. I think it is a little bit too harsh on the player who finds it. The goal of Survivor is to find these advantages. So you're going to penalize somebody for finding their goal. How are they supposed to know that you're going to lose your vote? I do understand that there's risk involved. I think maybe it should have just been like you risk your vote at this tribal council, but then you get it back. Uh, the fact that he can't vote until the other people find it is just is just insane. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he worked it in pretty well, I will say, but and we haven't seen what the other tribes have said yet. But clearly, Liana clocked it right away. Liana's like he's he said a weird phrase. He's calling out to somebody else. He's he found something. There's a reason why he said that weird phrase, and her and Tiffany were already clocking it. So I got to give them credit for that. But um, yeah, I think this episode. I think if you have to take, if you have to take one lesson away from this episode, it is how to play the game and like finding the right balance of information sharing, because one of the classic things you'll hear on all other, other podcasts uh, and what, what Robin Stephen will say, and people you'll see this on Twitter, people are always going to debate. Do you tell an ally about an idol or an advantage, or do you keep it to yourself? Cause some will say it's too dangerous. If it gets out, they could turn on you. Yeah. Keep it to yourself. And then some other people say, by sharing information, you build trust. And, and I think that's true. I think you do build trust by telling somebody. So I think what this episode taught me, Dylan, was that you, you, you can share information, but it has to be in small doses. Like what Xander should have done, if if he's in a final, if he's in an alliance with Voce and um, Evie, and by the way, that, that that threw me off. I did not think those three were going to work together. I thought their personalities were going to that I was, when they were like, oh, they're in a final, final three, I'm like, okay, that was very weird. Um, but <laughs> But what's it called? If he if he and Voce are more of like a final two and Evie's their final three, maybe he could have told Voce and then that was it. And then not then it then said, oh, and by the way, I also um, lost my vote. Like he could have just said, I found an idol, but it needs more. Share like as little as you can with giving them a nugget of information. Like I found an idol, but it does not really get power until other people can get theirs. And, and just leave it at that. And then Voce will be like, okay, okay, like I'll work with you. I'll try to make sure it works for the both of us. Don't then say, oh, it has no power unless both idols are found. Oh, and by the way, I can't vote. Like he just divulged way too much. Yeah. It, it, again, I, I, I do, I do feel bad. For, he was in a tough spot. You know I mean? Like this is the, again, this is the first time that in 41 seasons that we've ever seen anything like this. Um, but again, yeah, I, I mean, one of the, if I ever found an idol on Survivor, I'm probably not telling anybody unless it's a complete necessity. So I, I do, I do say that, you know, he did make a mistake in that aspect. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really just honestly going to, going to like love watching this play out. Um, definitely people are going to think this is very fishy once he starts repeating this every single challenge. Um, like, like, all right, next time. Okay. Next time he may be able to play it off because he may be like, he may he maybe say something like, "Oh, as I said last time, I mean, like, like once again, just feeling like uh, feeling like butterflies are dead relatives saying hi." Like he like you know he could like play it off again, and like people like thought it was a like people like were like, "Wow, like what is that?" So he like played off being like, "Oh, that's like my that's my joke," but once he plays it twice, you can't do it a third time. Yeah, like I could see him, you? I could see, him, I could see him doing it twice. But if they don't find it for the next challenge, I think what he should do is he's got to wait for somebody else to do it first. And if, okay. if somebody else, 
if that's what I would do if I'm him. If I'm Xander, you cannot be the first one to blurt that out again because now, then it's just going to look insanely fishy. You got to wait. You got to wait for somebody else to to say a weird phrase, and then you got to be like, "Oh, you have the like you have the weird phrases also." Like I said, butterflies. Like that's really funny. Like what? Like you got to like you got to just like play it off like that. Like you got to wait for somebody else to make the joke first to say, or I should, I'm saying make the joke to say the phrase first. Um, that's what you got to do next time if you're him. If nobody else is saying it, then you cannot say it. Because it will just look fishy again. So you, I, I think we need more clarification. You think that if you have one of the three idols, anybody can say the first phrase? Because I thought Xander has, because he's the first one to find it, he has to say his phrase first. Oh, well, no, I could be wrong though, because you're right. If he says it next episode, like, oh, I said it last time, it's fine. You say it a third and fourth time, that's going to look super fishy, which yeah. is really bad for him. But to your point, to your point though. I didn't even consider that as long as you have an idol, you can say your phrase first. I thought Xander always had to go first, but maybe that's a good clarification point. Yeah, we, we're going to have to get that answered. So if you're watching right now, feel free to comment in the live what you think it is. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not sure. If you got that, that, uh, you got that vibe from that, I'm, I'm interested. I'm going to, I'm going to have to listen to some other things and read some other things about that. Cause I think that'd be completely unfair to him. Like he found it first. He should get rewarded for finding it first. He shouldn't have to say it first every time. I think maybe his phrase was just first on the list. Um, I think that anybody could probably say it for it to be activated though. Um, in, in any order. Now, if that if that is the case that he has to say it first, then he's in a great deal of trouble. <laughs> well, I, 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 you know, I actually, I'll piggyback off of what you just said. I think that yes, if he found it first, he shouldn't have to go first all the time. That's a different point. What I also think is, he gets the easiest phrase because you can easily, like you, he just said, he's going crazy. Uh, I didn't get a lot of sleep. It's like butterflies or like dead relatives that, and, and then he also can maybe talk about someone that he's lost in his life and he can use that as well. That you can slide in at some point, Dylan, who is going to slide in? I'm as confused as a goat on AstroTurf. The only person that I would believe is like, is like normal saying that is Brad. Cause Brad's a farmer and Brad is just cuckoo. Yeah. He's out there. If anyone yeah. else said I'm confused as a goat on AstroTurf, red flags instantly. And then what, what was the last one? You ever the, realized the thing, that? The thing is, like, the thing is, like, like I'm not sure what type of red flags are, are going off in your head. Like, if you're another, if you're another competitor, that is not crossing through my mind. I'm just saying this guy's just weird. Like, this is just a weird guy. Like, this is a weird dude. Like, this is I'm not thinking to myself, whom they all have secret phrases because that's just that's you don't expect that from Survivor. Um, however, if he keeps trying to fit it in more than twice. Then that's where I would get suspicious. If he says it a second time, I'd be like, all right, this guy's just really weird. Like, you know what I mean? But like, if this is just, I, it's just a crazy twist that we have not seen before. And I'm just excited to see how it plays out. I, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe it's because we're on the couch and we're watching. So we're not, we're, we're not thinking with, you know, depleted resources, lack of sleep, no food, no water, lack of shelter. But like, I don't know if I heard, I'm as confused as a goat on AstroTurf. Again, unless Brad said it, I would just be like, what are you saying? And then what was the last one? You ever realize that broccoli is like small trees? Yeah. Like, at, at this point, I, I mean, I feel bad for people who have to keep saying this because that that just looks sketch. That's crazy. This, this advantage could be, I mean, I don't even want to call it a double-edged sword. It's one side and it's towards you. Like that's, that's what it is. I mean, if you, you would be lucky to even get to the point of getting this idol. That's, that's what honestly the point of it. Um, and I think I think that the the design of this is that they want the old school survivor tactics to come back. You have to be so good socially. You have to be. And Xander again has done a good job of balancing that. Clearly, the fact that he was even able to stay in today because if Voce was the one who had found those advantages, I guarantee he probably would have been the one, the one sent home even still tonight. Um, 
I think, so I think Xander's done a really good job of just kind of just, you know, being so good socially. Um, again, we do think he made mistakes by telling everyone exact details, but I think that he's been good enough socially and good enough in challenges that he's been able to mitigate this, but he definitely has, he's in trouble for sure. Yeah. And again, um, I just, I just feel like he just, he didn't have to share that much, which is, I think the problem, I mean, he obviously, he opened it, the idol and I can't blame him for opening it up because you're a young fan of the show. You want to, you want to play the game hard. So like, I got to give him credit, but you're at a disadvantage and you just make it worse by divulging too much information. And not only did the episode not, not tell us before this happened that the three of them, Xander, Voce and uh, Evie have an alliance. It also said to us that based on the last episode, when they get rid of Abraham, Evie has an, a final three with the girls as well. And she just goes around and runs and tells them everything. Xander has a lot of power. Um, I just feel like we, we didn't know either of those things last week. So we get new information every week. Yeah, I mean, I do agree with that. Now let's go right to the immunity challenge and then what happens right after. So Luvu and Ua, the blue and the green tribe, they win. Yase goes back to tribal council. Um, Luvu has a decision to make. They got to send two people who they end up sending, Evie and Deshaun. They go to the summit, the same exact summit as last week. Um, I was surprised they brought that back. I did not think that that was going to be a multi-week thing. I thought people meeting up could be a multi-week thing. I did not think it would be the same exact thing. And you know what's funny is that I'm saying to myself this whole time, I'm saying they're walking up to the summit. Is this going to be a different twist this time? Because Evie's talking and being like, all right, I need my vote. So, you know, I I will protect mine. And then you just risk it and you get the extra vote and we'll make a truce. First of all, amazing, amazing, amazing A-plus job for Evie on this. She didn't need the extra vote. She knew that, you know, this would be a great way to build trust. Now she has an alliance with Deshaun and the other tribe. Evie is just doing a phenomenal job socially in this game. Um, and that was A plus from her. I personally was just surprised that they brought this back two weeks in a row. Now I'm thinking to myself, is this going to be an every week thing? I think that maybe it's just going to come back here and there. I'm not sure it's going to happen every single week. Cause then it's just going to be like, all right, we're going, I want to go. Cause I can get the extra vote. I don't want to go because I could get screwed. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like people, too many people are going to know what's going on. They both knew exactly what was going to happen. I mean, not only would too many people know what's going to happen, but I mean, I get that it's prisoner's dilemma, so it's not always going to work out for people. But at this point, Dylan, we have, let's see, we've lost three people. So there's 15 people left in the game and we already have three people who have an extra vote. JD, Deshaun, and um, uh, Xander, right? Three, yeah. three people already have an extra yeah. vote already. So if they just keep continuing this and every week somebody says, okay, I'll throw, I'll throw the thing to protect you throw it to risk. Cause we're going to build trust. You're going to get a lot of extra votes, which I feel like is a little bit of too much twists in the game. I don't love it, but I will say what I do love Dylan is that I love this summit twist. I love it because it brings me back to the days of token chains where Taj yes. and Brendan go to exile and you have like a cross tribal alliance. I love when players get to mingle with the other tribes and try to build bonds for an eventual swap or merge. And they're, and they're cashing that social currency. I love twists like this. Yes. I, I do love that aspect. Um, and again, like you said, maybe that we, they, it just so happened that it was the perfect situation where they were, one was willing to risk and one was willing to protect. And it just so happened that it worked out that way. You're right. There could be a lot of distrust that goes on other times and it could result in everybody losing their vote. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out next week. It looked like there was some kind of different twist. Um, so I am curious to see how that works. Um, but yeah, now, so Evie, again, Evie goes back to camp. 
and then the whole thing that we just happened, uh, that we just spoke about, the whole tribal happens, Voce gets voted out. Um, I, I, I thought, um, again, I, I thought that Tiffany was in the right to panic because, you know, the, the, the idols just seemed so crazy. How were you supposed to know if he was telling the truth or not? Evie happened to read the, read the paper, which again, Xander, why are you showing the paper? What are you showing the paper for? You could tell her, what are you showing the actual paper for? Now she knows you have to be telling the truth. Um, anyway, um, but clearly Tiffany did, did a good enough job socially to the point where Voce gets voted out. Three one vote. Xander still doesn't have his uh, have his vote. And as you and 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 you and you pointed out, I think Jeff was losing his voice at Tribal Council. That was pretty funny. He was he's yeah, not I, used to he's not used to running Survivor. It's been a while. I saw this on Twitter. People were, I think Bryce said on Twitter, can someone get Jeff a lozenge? Like, like, like Jeff, well, I, okay. When they, when they left the challenge and Jeff is like, all right, you need to send two people to make it. I'm like, <laughs> is Jeff losing his voice? So I'm like, okay, maybe it just happened once he had to clear his throat. Then throughout the whole tribal council, I'm like, is Jeff getting sick? Is Jeff losing his voice? Like, you're right. Maybe he just had a long hiatus and he wasn't used to talking this much, but I was getting a little nervous for our, our host, Jeff there. Just get, get, get this man some uh-huh. water. Yeah. Um, so now let me ask you this question. So now that we've gone over pretty much everything that's happened in this episode, who would you say at this episode had the biggest stock up? Who had the biggest, you know, drop off? Like, like who, what, what players really, really surprised you in this episode and what players, you know, kind of went down in your perspective? Okay. How, I, how many am I allowed to share? You could share as many as you want. Okay. I, I wasn't sure if you're like, you're limited to one what, for each. Yeah. So the reason I'm asking you this question is because in my opinion, the first episode, it set the tone for something that I that completely was almost reversed tonight. I thought that a lot of players had bad edits in the first episode that had very good edits tonight, and I, that's why I'm asking you. I think I think that the editing is doing a really great job of kind of giving us an inside kind of inside the mind of a you know inside the edit or inside the character of a lot of different players. So you know you're kind of seeing one person maybe really quiet this week. But, you know, nobody's going to really get – I don't think anybody's really going to get a purple edit this season. I'm sure that a lot of these Luvu players that we haven't heard from yet, um, uh, Heather and Erica. Yeah, they, Heather. Heather is yeah. the most purple. So those, those, those players, I think, um, we will hear from down the line. Um, it, it's just that, like, again, it's only been two episodes, so I don't want to like, judge. But I don't think anyone's going to be purple this this season. I think, I think you're going to get a lot of different character moments. A lot of people are going to have their episode, and I think that does a great job because, to me, like – and I'll let you answer this question and then I'll give my answers, but yeah. stock up, stock down based on what you've seen. Yeah. I'll start with stock up and then you can tell me if you agree or disagree with my stock up and then we'll flip to uh stock down. I think the two that I would say for this week is um, I obviously in the seer stock up, I feel like, you know, he got a better edit uh, in terms of the providing for the tribe. I think he's good at the challenges. Uh, Sydney tells us in confessionals that she may have considered getting rid of him because he's too good, but he is so good that you can't get rid of him, especially in this small setting when you don't have a food supply. So you have no rice, you're forced to forage and you're forced to fish for your food. And Nasir is starting fires in a minute and he's knocking down breadfruit with uh, his machete or whatever. He knocked like a stone or whatever it was. Um, he's going to be very valuable to his tribe. He's going to be good at the challenges. And if he can get in a right alliance with the right people and they don't vote him out because he's likable, I think he can make it far. So Nasir gets a uh, stock up. And uh, I feel like the obvious answer would be 
Evie here because obviously Evie did a really good job and she was very good socially. However, I feel like she was also really good in the first episode. So if I don't say Evie, I would say I feel like Liana got a little bit of stock up for me as well just because I feel like she's in a good spot. And if Evie ever gets caught with her hand in the cookie jar playing in the middle, then I feel like Liana could slide into a good spot. So those are my two slash three stock ups. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. And then, I mean, in terms of stock down, I guess I would possibly say Tiffany because I thought that she was going to skate through socially, but I think that she's in the bo- on the bottom of that alliance, obviously, of Liana and Evie and Tiffany. I think she's the third. Um, so if for whatever reason they lose again and they say, you know what, we kind of got to keep Xander around now. Like we need to win next time. Otherwise we're in trouble. Um, Cause like, let's, let's just say that, let's just say for example, um, well, I mean, I, I don't know if that'll happen because Xander does have the extra vote. So if he were to get, if they kept them as a three-person tribe, let's just say, which I think would be crazy. But, you know, Jeff said very few swaps. So we'll see what happens. If they kept Yas, let's just say that they lose again. Okay. Let's just say that they were to vote Tiffany out. She costs them the challenge again, for example. Then you have to worry about um xander getting his extra vote back and then it'd be like a 2-2 type thing even though there's only three people and like there's a lot there's a lot going on with that tribe i'm curious to see what happens um i think tiffany i think it may have just been a little bit of an edit showing her panicking um i'm curious to see what happens with her obviously i said i'm rooting for her we're from the same hometown um but yeah i think i would generally agree with your stock ups here um is there anything else from this episode that caught your eye that we have not discussed yet Let's see. I'm, I'm looking at my notes here. And while I'm looking at my notes, I would say, um, yes, I would agree. Uh, Tiffany could be stocked down just because if they lose again and it's because of her challenge performance, I don't know if I see her escaping a third time in a row potentially. Um, but o- other than that, the only other person I could say stocked down is Xander just because he divulged way too much information. Um, is there anything else that we didn't cover in the episode? There's, like there's actually covered- one, one thing, one thing I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, so we didn't exactly go into Deshaun as much. Um, and, and Deshaun, we got a very, very good edit. Uh, we saw, you know, he he's a you know med student trying to be a doctor. Very, very cool thing. He said he's not the smartest person ever, um, but, but he works so hard. He's so determined. Um, his dad gave him these messages. And we also got a little bit of a foreshadow. He's struggling to make fire. I always think it's weird when they show that type of thing at the beginning. Um, I don't, obviously we don't know if we don't know what that means. It could mean he could have to do a fire making challenge next episode. Obviously everything's completely unpredictable, but I thought that was interesting. We did really, I think maybe because last time they kind of made him seem like, and again, I think they did this with Nazir. They kind of did the same thing with Deshaun as they made him seem like, you know, like he caught, got caught trying to look for an idol. Didn't really hear from him the rest of the time. Now we really got to hear his story. I think every week, two or three people are going to get their stories told, but I am very, very bullish on Deshaun's chances. Um, to go far in this game seems like a very personable guy. He bonded with Evie incredibly well. He clearly has trust with Evie now. He has an extra vote, and he has a great, great story. So I am, I am bullish on his chances, and I am a little bit curious. Um, as you know, you mentioned that Sydney got another confessional this time. She got a confessional last week. She seems to kind of be the one, like as they would say, narrating that tribe. Um, now I'm kind of curious. Well, do, do they do they do they find her to be a good narrator? Is she going to be a chaos creator later on what what is going to be her role um but i am interested in the way that they're introducing us to sydney and not introducing us to erica or heather maybe she just has the better confessionals it could be as simple as that um but yeah it it is something that crossed my eye there so just keeping an eye on sydney and deshaun going forward 
Yeah, I'm very happy you actually brought up both of those Luvu members because I feel like we, we, we know the least about them since they're the only tribe that hasn't gone to Tribal Council yet. Um, and you're right, we have not seen a lot of Erica and Heather, but I'm sure that will change very soon, whether they go to Tribal or whether they swap. Uh, Sydney is interesting to me because we both said Sydney because of her bold personality and how she's a little bit of like a wild child. Um, she could have been rubbing people the wrong way right away. And because that hasn't happened yet, granted they haven't lost yet, I feel like she's okay for now i could easily see they do they swap tribes in a few episodes and she's with some new people she hasn't met yet and she rubs them the wrong way instantly i could see that's still happening don't count her out for still being a pre-merged boot however two conventional so far not bad um and then yeah i really like Deshaun as well i um i don't want to read into the edit too much but you know when you get a great package like that of your of your backstory and your family and you're going to be a doctor um and and, and, he, and he gets like the emotional emotional music and he starts crying. It, it could be a possible winner edit. It's always possible. I don't want to read too much into it, but um, they do this. I mean, I, I would be foolish to say, Dylan, that they don't do it. Like we saw with Edge of Extinction, like no one thought Chris Underwood would be the winner at all based on all the editing. You thought it was going to be either Rick Devins or Gavin or, or what have you. But if you go back and you look at the edits, when Chris is on the edge, they keep replaying the same confessional like over and over again where he's like, you know, I wanted to come out and play a perfect game. I wanted to play a perfect game and I have to live with the fact that it wasn't perfect. Then he comes back and he plays a near perfect game in the final six on. So this could have been a Deshaun foreshadowing final three or a winner, but we'll see. I yeah, I think he had a very good episode. I think regardless, he's going to do well in this game. Um, and I'm curious to see what this Luvu tribe is about. Clearly, first of all, they're dominant in challenges. I mean, it wasn't even close both weeks. Um, Nasir and Danny are unstoppable in the water uh, and in running any kind of athletic challenges. Um, plus, I mean, it seems to be that their puzzle makers are incredibly good. I believe Erica on both puzzles and she dominated really both of them. Um, so Erica, again, we haven't seen too much of her, but I think she could be a sneaky player as well in this game. Um, again, we haven't seen much of her. We got one, I believe one confessional from her last week and didn't see anything of her this week, but she has been very, very good in the challenges. So I think this, I think what we could end up seeing here is I think we could end up seeing maybe not a swap, but maybe maybe that it, at some point the Ua tribe and the Yase tribe, the green and the yellow, could just merge together, and then it would just be a a uh, if if Luvu were to dominate challenges and just like keep keep dominating. Let's say they win. Let's say they win. They've already won two in a row. Let's say they win three more in a row, and those two tribes keep getting picked off. I, maybe maybe they would just say like, or if Yase, let's say Yase goes down to three. I'm curious to know if they'll just say, all right, you, uh, draw rocks and then you get distributed among the two tribes or like they just merge together. I'm, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Again, Jeff said very, very little swaps. Um, so I'm curious if there'll be like a full swap or like they'll just like, if the Yase tribe will kind of just be like dispersed into the other ones. Like I'm just, I'm curious to see what's going to happen there. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting because the key word there is very few. He didn't say zero because he could have just said to yeah. us, there's gonna be no swaps and whatever happens like hey we're gonna be merging at 11 or 12 or like maybe even 10 whatever it is and i don't care what the what the numbers are if your tribe gets whittled down to one that's what you are until we merge so it could still happen um i feel like there's gonna be at least one swap at some point and right now we're at final 15 i could see it happening at maybe like 14 possibly or 13 but um yeah you're right it could be a traditional swap or it could be like if luhu just keeps dominating then I don't know. Yase and Uwa could be divided up or they could um, mer mer uh, merge themselves. I don't know. 
I will say though, we called this in the preseason. Luvu look just is, is a stacked tribe. And I feel like this happens a lot of seasons where, you know, you just look at the tribes and you're like, this tribe is clearly, clearly the stronger tribe here. So, um, yeah, I do expect more from them down the road. And I do think Erica, once she has a chance to actually play the game, once she goes to tribal, I think she could be a good player. Yeah. And I agree with Heather also. I think she's in a similar spot to Erica. I mean, she hasn't done anything wrong. We haven't heard from her at all. Um, we heard from her actually like the first, the first time somebody spoke, I think it was on the boat in the marooning. She was like, Oh, I grew up watching and yeah, but, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think we'll get, obviously once that tribe either gets more in trouble or something happens with them, we'll see more of them. So I'm excited to see that. I want to open it up now for questions. Anybody who's watching right now, feel free to drop anything in any questions and we will answer them. Um, now while, while people are dropping in questions, um, anything else you just want to touch on? I, um, two episodes in, I have a lot of, uh, positive hopes for this season. Uh, I know last episode, if you go on Twitter and other social media sites, people are very torn on the episode because they tried some new things. They, they, they delved into some more, um, you know, I guess controversial topics. So this episode, if anybody was very on the fence after last episode, Oh, they showed the camera crew. I don't want to see the camera crew again. Cause it, it, it takes us, it takes us out of the experience. This episode felt like more of a, of a, of a, of a return to form, excuse me. Um, like obviously there are new advantages here and new twists with the beware idol and sending two people to the summit. So there are still some new things and the game is still evolving, but it felt more like a traditional survivor episode with I mean, other than the slow-mo and the challenge for Tiffany, which I still wasn't a fan of. You only got two real like flashbacks, one for Nasir and one for, uh, I think it was Deshaun who got the flashback as well. But other than that, it felt like a pretty standard episode. So if anybody was on the fence, I feel like this was more of a regular episode. So I'm, and, and again, Dylan, I love this cast. I think it's a very, hard playing cast great characters so i'm very excited for this season yeah i i do agree i thought tonight felt like a very traditional survivor episode uh so we have a question from cortez here he says twist so what if the blue tribe with the info that evie shared found an idol but didn't reveal because of it okay so i guess That's, wait, wait, saying- this, this is this is an interesting point so he's saying because Evie, now we didn't even, we didn't point this out. I actually, this is a good that Cortez brought this up because this is something that I thought was very good by Evie. She said, I want to reveal everyone else's secrets, but I'm not going to reveal my secrets. Good, but again, she's playing very hard early, which worries me about her. She seems like she's like, she's going, it is going to be clear that she is a power player once the merge hits, but good by her right now. Um, So Cortez says, quote, twist. So what if the blue tribe with that info that Evie shared found an idol, but didn't reveal because of it? So, He's basically saying, I think, Ryan, what if Deshaun tells the tribe or, does, or doesn't tell the tribe? Uh, and let's say Deshaun finds the idol himself and goes, well, I don't want to open this because I know what the, what the, what the case is here. Uh, so, so That's interesting. I, this is actually very interesting. I'm going to be very curious how we open up next episode because, you know, sometimes in Survivor they show it chronologically. Sometimes we see... Uh, like, I, I don't know what night this tribal council was. Maybe this was night, if they went to tribal council on night three in episode one, maybe this was this was like night five. So when we go back in episode three, it'll be day six. Um, I'll be curious to see if on the morning of day six, we see Deshaun walking in the woods. He says, Evie told me that Xander found an idol. It was in a weird shaped tree on the path and he finds it. I could see it happening. Um, it, it also could have been the fact that he went right back to camp. They had no tribal that night. So everyone's just relaxing. He could have found it. That, that night anyway so yeah i think this is a great point by cortez i'll be really curious to see 
if they show Deshaun finding it or one of his allies finding it. And then I'm also going to be curious, like to your other point, Dylan, if he goes, yeah, I'm not, I am not willing to not vote until the next, um, until someone else finds it. I won't take it because technically if, if, if Evie is saying, I want to work with you, Deshaun and Xander will work with us as well. But no, she can't say that because she was like, I think Xander's going to go. So she can't pull that card. I thought she was going to say to him, Xander has it. I'm working with Xander. If you find it, we now have two out of the three. We just need someone from Uwa to get their idol. So maybe next time we pick people to come here, we'll pick one of us and someone on the Green Tribe, kind of like with Taj and um, Taj and Brendan did. So I'm going to be very interested how this plays out. Will Yellow and, Yellow and Blue, like Evie and Deshaun, strategically pick people who – um, can find their idols to k- keep the information loop closed. I'm wondering. Yeah, this is this is going to be. I mean, we're already very deep into into strategy. This is just taking another step further. Um, if you're Deshaun, maybe you say to yourself, "I think I'm in a good enough spot where I can risk my vote, and I'm going to just go for it and hope that the Green Tribe finds it and we can just get that out of the way fast." But my thought is, well, what if Deshaun finds it and says? I'm not going to play it. Does it go back into play for somebody else? Or does the thing just get thrown out? My guess is that what, it probably what, goes back. The, the beware the beware, advantage. beware advantage. So like, let's say Deshaun finds it. Is, does he, does he, and let's say he finds it and says, nope, I don't want to open it. Does it just go, does it, does production hide it again? Or, or does, or does it just go out? I would think that they hide it again because otherwise then Xander would have no, no, no way of getting his idol. And then he would just get even screwed further. And it wouldn't be fair to him because somebody else didn't do their job. I think I need to go back and look at the episode again. I thought what Xander read at the end was, if you don't want this, it goes back into play or it goes back into hiding or whatever it said. So I think if Deshaun finds it and based on what Evie told him, he's like, I don't want to lose my vote already and have a idol that doesn't work yet. I I'm wondering if he says, I want to decline this idol. He may just put it back now where the strategy gets even deeper. Dylan is if he, I know what you're going to say. And yeah, (laughs) okay. He finds it. He puts it back because he doesn't want to lose his vote yet. Next episode, Luvu wins again. Uwa loses. Jeff says, okay, pick someone from Uwa and pick yourself. Deshaun says, I'll go again. I don't care. And I don't know, Ricard or whoever goes and Deshaun says, here's where the idol is. Then maybe he can wait and then he can get go back and get the idol once Ricard has it because now all three have been found and he didn't have to waste his vote for one tribal. I'm, I'm, this is, has a lot of potential. Or, 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 so you actually said something I wasn't expecting. The other scenario is he says, well, I have a great relationship with Danny. Maybe Danny will be more willing to take this risk and, I'll know, where the, and I'll know where the idol is. And I, but I won't. Yeah, I won't. I won't be the one risking my vote. Danny will be the one risking his vote. So maybe he goes up to Ooh. Danny and says, "All right, here is here is here's the scenario. You know, I know what this idol is. I know what this beware advantage is. You would have to risk your vote. Um, I don't want to risk my vote. Would you be willing to risk your vote, or should we just let it go and like ever? We just know it's here. And then Danny says, "You know what? I'm willing to do that because I feel like I'm in a safe spot. And then they kind of have the idol between them. But Danny has to be the one doing all the dirty work, and Deshaun kind of just stays in the background and pulls the strings. I think that could be an interesting move. Um, but at the same time, I feel like Deshaun, if somebody else were to find it, he would know where it is at all times because he knows about like kind of what it what it all takes. Um, I, it'll it'll be interesting though. But I think that that is a scenario that he goes back to somebody else and says, "Do you want to do this?" 
Um, cause I don't want to do it, but maybe you could do it if you're willing to take that risk and we can stay in this alliance together and we'll always have the idol between us. I, I, this is, this is just, it's very advanced social dynamics that we have not, I'm not even like, we haven't even seen some of this kind of stuff yet in survivor ever. And I'm excited to see how it plays out. Yeah. I would say just to wrap it up, like I am cautiously optimistic again. I think this, I love the summit. I love the cross tribal dynamics. I think it makes it very interesting. I think the whole prisoner's dilemma is very interesting in general. I think the beware advantage and the beware idol, even though it's it's terrible, if you find it, I don't I don't like it for that reason. But this opens up a lot of avenues for the evolution of the game. Jeff says, "All right, we're going to do fire tokens for forty one. Mike White says, "Nah, fire tokens are boring. Are they fun? Is it really fun?" Jeff says, "We're throwing it out. We're making the game dangerous. There's a monster, the whole nine yards, and now they're still evolving the game without fire tokens. They're evolving it with in depth social strategy." With these twists, I love it. The reason why I say cautiously optimistic, Dylan, is because I'm afraid of Advantage Geddon 2.0. I just don't want like seven extra votes out there because that, that just gets way too crazy to keep track of. But we'll see what happens. Will Will the monster get Xander? Will he be the first victim of the monster? We'll have to see what happens. Um, look, man, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see the way that this goes. Um, again, and you know what's amazing is that when you evolve the game, you get you evolve the strategy of the game as well. So they're going to be the pioneers this season that you know probably invent some type some type of strategy with all the social stuff that we think is just amazing, and then people are going to use that in the future and evolve it even further. So I'm incredibly excited to see how this season um, continues to go. Um, I think that this is this is some phenomenal stuff. Yeah, now two episodes in, and I feel like. I mean, they keep saying you drop the four, you keep the one. I mean, this is a new era of the game, so it's still a little bit weird in some regards, but I feel like the show keeps evolving and I'm excited to see where it goes next. Yes, for sure. And I just want to remind everyone, once again, if you're watching this video, like this video, subscribe to this channel. If you haven't already, you could follow us on Twitter at Soul Survivor Pod, on Instagram at Soul Survivor Pod. Um, if you have any questions or something like that, feel free to DM us, feel free to ask. Feel free to comment on uh, what your thoughts are on the podcast, on this episode in general, episode two. Uh, be sure to subscribe on Apple, subscribe on Spotify, give us a five-star rating and a great review. Um, look, I'm looking forward to next week and let us, yeah. let's do our close off. And we got nothing else for you. So grab your torches and head back to camp. Good night.